War Eagle, this is War Bloggle with Bloggle spot number 84. It is October 28th, 77 degrees outside. Wednesday, 5.09. Uh, business socks. Shout out to anybody who gets that reference. Um, so, the big news yesterday was that Carl Lawson was has been practicing this week or was, pra was starting practice this week. They gave him Sunday off because the game was four overtimes. I'm not sure if that meant they moved practice till Monday because they always usually practice on Sunday and take Monday off. Uh, but the press conference was yesterday on Tuesday, and he Malzahn said that they were practice. He Carl Lawson was returning to practice this week, so maybe they didn't start until yesterday. Uh, but today I was told by two different people, and I've actually been told this since since this weekend actually that Carl or other players and other people around the program uh, are pretty it's a foregone conclusion that Carl will play this weekend I don't know that's for sure but a lot of people are saying it a lot of people say a lot of things but it sounds like certain people who would know are saying that he's going to play and I don't I don't know if that has to be a huge surprise I don't think that that you know, a lot of times you want to hide that maybe a quarterback is coming back or a running back is coming back or something like that, um, but or who the quarterback is going to be, things like that. But I don't think Ole Miss is going to change their offense. I don't think Auburn should be should think that Ole Miss is going to change their offense just because Carl Austin's back. Um, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know if Auburn wants that out or not. They don't have to tell anybody. Of course, everybody thinks that Gus. Not everybody. The media and certain people think that Gus has to tell them the truth about everything all the time. Uh, and that's not true in any way. Uh, you don't have to tell people what you do about your job all the time. Um, and I don't care if he makes more money. You're not paying it directly. Uh, so anyway. Um, so yeah, I think, I think based on what I've heard that Carl will play. And I don't think it's rushing him back. He seemed chipper and... Um, more I don't know he's gone to the last two road games there's been two times on the sideline that I've seen a play come out of bounds and almost hit him and he bounced out of the way like he could he's moving around good so um, I don't know but last night he did tweet I wish you could turn injuries off like in Madden <laughs> which made me think two things did he injure himself again in practice and he was down again or was he just realizing that, you know, he's still kind of hurt a little bit and it's just tough on him because he's still playing with a little bit of injury? I don't know. So I'm not saying he's going to play. I think it's likely. I just think it's likely. So um, I'm not saying he's playing, but it, it's definitely definitely more of a possibility than not, I think. So that will definitely help. I think if, if he starts, which he may or may not, and people see him up on the scoreboard in pregame, that'll get everybody live, if anybody's there by 10, 15 when they say it. Um, everybody will get loud and get a little more hope. Because he's, he's kind of one of those, those leaders on the team. Even though he didn't play at all last year, and he's only really played totally half of his freshman year, he's still been there for this is his third year so he's seen as a leader and you know with Jeremy not playing anymore he that's kind of a leader okay I'm not sure why that happened uh, with 
I'm not talking to you. Pardon? I don't know. Shut up. I'm star ready. I don't know. Hold on. Pardon? I'm star ready. Hold on. This has never happened. Okay. OnStar is ready. I don't have OnStar on my on my truck at all. But anyway, let's start over from there. Um, since Jeremy's not been playing, that's kind of one leader, on the field leader that's gone, and Duke is gone. Not that he was much of a leader before. Um, so, but Carl's kind of the weird thing is the defense obviously seems like you know it's the weaker side of the ball. Even though the offense hasn't been great all year, but. The defense seems like the weaker side of the ball, but they should have the more, more leaders. Casanova, Chris Frost, and I do see them as leaders. Um, they do have the leaders. I don't. I didn't mean to say they should. I think they do have the leaders on the defense side of the ball. The offense side of the ball, I mean, who do you have? Avery Young's been there a while. Kind of seems like it. Sean Coleman. But you don't really ever see offensive linemen as those leaders. Um, so with Jeremy gone and Sean having to step in, it, it's just, it's, it. I don't know. It seems like the defense is going to be loaded up with the leaders on the team, and, and Carl will definitely help with that. So, I, being, I don't know, I, I don't think a defensive player can turn a game around. I think a defensive player can make things happen. He can cause fumbles and things like that. I don't think they have as much. Um, influence on the game score-wise, obviously, because the offense is going to score all the points. So the defense may be awesome, but the offense still has to score. So while I'm excited to get him back, I don't expect it to be like season-changing. Um, if it, if he was here the whole year, I think it would have been better. But I don't think him just showing up in the game is going to turn things completely, completely around. I'm not being negative towards him. I just think that's the nature of the game. I mean, defensive end can cause sacks, cause fumbles, help stop the run on the edge, of course. But I don't see it as changing a season, mid-season, in one game. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, some basketball news. I saw today that Taj Sabsadine and TJ Lang both are injured. Taj separated his shoulder again, which he had surgery on both of them last year, but the same thing. TJ Lang strained his MCL. He's out indefinitely. Taj is out for at least a month. So that Indian burial ground is still under the arena somewhere. They haven't found it yet. Um, I don't I mean, Taj, I love Taj to death because he, he's like one of those little guys that just doesn't give up. He was probably the one of the better players of the last two years, maybe top three or four player. And he just, he's small. He doesn't seem like he would, he would play. I mean, when uh, Bruce got here, he kind of, not that he dissed, people still say he dissed, not that he dissed Taj, but he kind of acted like, you know, Taj is a small guy, blah, 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 he may play kind of thing, and then Taj was the starter. Um, so it, if he's only out a month, obviously he might miss two or three games because we've got, let's see, we've got a game Friday, an exhibition Friday, an exhibition the next Thursday, and then a game the next week after that. So if he's out a month, he's going to miss two or three weeks of the season. T.J. Lang is out for an extended period of time. He, I think he is going to be awesome. He, he was a freshman last year, got a lot of playing time. He's real tall, lanky, can shoot three. And his dad was um, 
Antonio Lang. Is that right, or am I just making up that from Antonio Langham? But his dad was Antonio Lang, who played for Duke when they won the national championship way back in the day. So he knows basketball. So hopefully he can get back soon and, and kind of become a star and be a four-year player. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things with basketball. Everything kind of seems good, and then eh, maybe not. Maybe, uh, maybe a little bit of a setback. I don't think it'll be too bad. And then on softball, they came out today and said that Haley Fagan, the, the shortstop, she messed up her knee and will be out until the beginning of the spring season. So she's going to probably, you know, she's probably hurt for three or four months now. And then I can't remember, there was another girl, another starter that hurt her knee as well. So some weird injury news coming out today on the day that we talk about Carl Lawson possibly coming back from an injury. So let's stop getting injured. How about that? Um, what else? So Georgia Tech, and really not even, well, they did do it, but Alabama fans more. Uh, somebody tweeted me a picture of a T-shirt that Georgia Tech made called the Kick Six with the score of the Florida State game. If you're unaware of what happened, Florida State at Georgia Tech this last Saturday was lining up to kick a very, very, very long field goal, and they do have probably the, one of the top two kickers in the nation. And it was to win the game. Um, it was tied obviously. No, yeah, it was tied. So, they kick a field goal with one second left. It gets blocked. goes like 10 or 15 yards past the line of scrimmage. Everybody's saying, get away from the ball, leave it alone. Well, one guy picks it up, runs it all the way back. They win the game. Last way of the game. So, I don't know why, but people from Georgia Tech and even national people started calling that the kick six or a kick six. First off, he blocked the ball. They blocked it. It wasn't a punt. It wasn't a, um, a kickoff, and it wasn't a direct kick to somebody receiving the ball. It was a blocked kick. They kind of let it flounder around, and then somebody picked it up and ran it back. Yes, it was an awesome play, especially to beat Florida State when Georgia Tech had only won two games this year. On the last play of the game, awesome play. Not taking anything away from the play, awesome play. But the kick six was a name given to a specific play in college football history done by one team, Auburn, against Alabama, and it's probably the best ending of a college football game ever in terms of what it meant, who was playing, how it was done, who, you know, won the SEC West, all that kind of stuff. It's, it was called the kick six. Catching a ball that is kicked and running it into the end zone, which is still not what Georgia Tech did, is not a kick six. People call a pick six when you intercept a ball and run it back. That's a pick six, sure. Been known forever as a pick six. Nobody had ever said the words kick six before Auburn did it. Some random person on the internet probably called it the kick six, and that's what it was called. It's not a football play. We t I talked about this on the a little bit on the AL.com podcast, which will be out tomorrow. But it it's not a football play like fumble or uh, long run down the sideline. I mean, it, or whatever, just like that has a phrase that you call it. That's, it's not. So quit trying to act like, oh, this this play kind of seemed as big as the Iron Bowl in 2013, and they kicked it, and he scored a touchdown with six points. So let's call it kick six. No. Michigan-Michigan State game the week before, they mishandled the snap on the punt. Michigan did. And Michigan State picked it up. I guess he did kind of kick it. They blocked it, and they ran it back. And some people called it the kick six. They blocked a punt and picked it up and ran it back. That is not a kick six. Kick six, again, is not a thing. 
It's a name of a play that happened. A very rare play that you've seen like three times in your entire life, maybe, but never to end a game or win a game or win an Iron Bowl or win a championship or anything like that. Uh, I know, I mean, I tweeted that this morning that I tweeted the picture saying this is not a kick six. Of course, leaders of all BAM Nation got on Twitter like, nope, I think you kicked it. I think you ran it back for a touchdown with six points. That sounds like a kick six to me. Show me the definition of kick six anywhere, please. They blocked it. It went past the line of scrimmage. It almost stopped on the ground. They picked it up and ran it back. I'm not like saying, no, you can't have that. We've got the only one. I mean, I'm sure that for in some place in the rest of the world in a hundred years, a kick six type thing might happen again. It won't happen with Auburn, Alabama or on that scale, but it might happen again. It's going to take a while because people always defend it now, but it's, I'm just saying, it's dumb. Quit trying. I mean, you show how dumb you are if you're trying to rile up Auburn fans by calling it that. And I'm not riled up because you're calling it that. I'm riled up because you're stupid. And it's not a thing. Kick six is not a thing. It's a name of a play. All right, whatever. Uh, so tomorrow's Thursday, which is trick-or-treating day in Opelika and Auburn, uh, because you never trick-or-treat on a Friday or Saturday. Um, because I guess the people, the cities are scared that people are going to stay out too late. Um, and it usually has something to do with football. But Alabama doesn't play this Saturday, which is also Nick Saban's birthday, which is also really Halloween. So um, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Nick Saban's birthday is Halloween. Bear Bryant's birthday is 9-11. And A.J. McCarron's birthday is something weird, too. I can't remember what it is. Or maybe I made a joke about that one time. So, yes, this weekend, Saban can't play, can't coach a game because he'll be devouring souls and pulling them to the underworld. All right. So that's it. Uh, Bloggle spot number 84. Done. War Eagle.